NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. NFR Extra, episode 72. Depends on when you're listening to this. It could be a day, two days, but at this point, we're six days away from the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo going down in Arlington, Texas. And what a run NFR Extra has made during this pandemic, all the way back to, well, you can go back to March, February, but really things got heated up when we added our co-host, Mr. Steve Godert. We just started lining them up, knocking them down. We had one individual we were going to bring on at that time that we decided not to. Brother, who exactly is Glenn Allen Phillips? Well, it depends on who we ask. He's a very important person in the livestock world, but to us, he is the general manager of the National Finals Rodeo. Pretty big job. It is. That's huge. That's huge. That was, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to talk to him on his perspective of how this whole thing went down. But the thing that I admire the most, most about him is how long he deferred getting an actual job. He just did much more responsible things than I would have chosen. Very well-rounded, educated individual with a lot of experience, and it was uh, great to sit down and visit with him. Yeah, and I don't want to pound home the cliche thing of like the NFR is in great hands with him, but the, the NFR is in great hands with this guy. But not only the NFR, we also talk a lot about his involvement in the youth and the future of agriculture and the knowledge of this rodeo sport. That's important, too. He, you know, and, and like you said, Rylan, it wasn't it's not just the youth with rodeo and the NFR. I mean, he's as I kind of said earlier, I mean, he's so well versed and has other stuff going on to where, you know, I mean, this isn't just the only thing he's got on his plate. But um, he's involved with things that is so visit with that impacts, you know, thousands of youth uh, every year uh, through different organizations so very great guy good conversation access to a gentleman like this as i've learned through this interview um is huge to what you know the future of rodeo when you look at what nfr how it's the pinnacle of a lot of things when when we talk about the business of stuff and here he is he heads that up i mean it makes sense why they chose him we were going to interview him right after he got hired man i'm so glad we did not do that that would have been a waste of an interview he definitely has a lot more to talk about right now leading up into this large event in a new place where he is familiar with so i think this is going to be a great year i'm excited history in the making as you said nv from the, the day we're recording this we are less than one week away from showtime so wherever you're at and whatever time it is enjoy this one absolutely what up next Rodeo News of the Week with Brylan Bentley.
Fort Worth Sports Commission Know Before You Go Wrangler National Finals Rodeo December 3rd through the 12th, Globe Life Field, Arlington, Texas. Parking lots open at 4 p.m. Doors open at 4.45 p.m. Please have tickets pulled up in MLB Ballpark app to be scanned at entry. Face coverings required for entry and throughout visit. No bag policy in full effect. This is a cashless event. Only credit cards will be accepted for concessions and merchandise. Following the rodeo performance, the buckle ceremonies will take place at Texas Live starting at 10.30 p.m. Don't forget to join us daily at the Junior World Finals presented by Yeti in the Cowtown Coliseum Fort Worth Stockyards from 7.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Cowboy Christmas, it's all here. Fort Worth Convention Center, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Free admission, open to public. Cowboy Christmas. The Wrangler NFR's official gift show is coming to the Fort Worth Convention Center December 3rd through 12th. Don't miss the biggest and best Western gift show in the world. You'll find Western apparel, art, furniture, jewelry, and more. There's also a lineup of live events featuring country music stars and NFR contestants, autograph sessions, giveaways galore, and admission is free. Get more at NFRExperience.com. Cowboy Christmas. We're all in in Texas, and it's all here. Hi, this is George Taylor, CEO of the PRCA, and you're listening to NFR Extra. Glenn Allen Phillips has spent his career based in the livestock show, equine, rodeo, and fair industry. He has produced the largest livestock shows, equine shows, and rodeos in North America. He began his career with the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and from there, he transitioned to the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, where he spent 19 years. He currently serves as the president and CEO of the American Royal Association in Kansas City, Missouri. Glenn Allen Phillips, Wrangler National Final Rodeo General Manager, welcome to NFR Extra, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. As we've discovered, you you have a tool shed of skills in this uh, rodeo and livestock production world. Can you take us back to where Glenn Allen Phillips got involved in this business, where the passion applies? Where did all this kind of come from earlier on in your life? Well, it starts uh, just growing up. Um, I'm the uh, son of a ag teacher, so I was very involved in 4-H and FFA. Uh, we farmed cotton and ran commercial cows. And uh, through that, I got very involved and interested in showing livestock. And so we showed livestock all across the state of Texas. And whenever uh, I went to college, I competed on a livestock judging team in junior college at South Plains College. And then from there, went on to Texas A&M and uh, competed uh, on judging team there. And I had an opportunity following that to uh, – get my master's at Angelo State University and coach their livestock judging team. Well, that was better than getting a real job, in my opinion. So I did that. And uh, as I was finishing up my master's, I received a call from Texas A&M to go back and work on a Ph.D. in beef cattle there and coach their livestock judging team. And, heck, I was single and better than getting a real job the way I looked at it. And uh, (laughs) so – off I went and started my Ph.D. and, and coached uh, four collegiate livestock judging teams at Texas A&M. And so the, the livestock background was actually my first passion with all of this uh, in this industry. And, and, and uh, when I was doing that, uh, I got married and uh, 
we were married and expecting our first child and it was time to uh, go find a real job. And uh, so I applied for a position with the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo as our livestock show director and uh, did that for two years and then transitioned to San Antonio uh, where I spent 19 years with the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo and I started as livestock director and just working alongside uh, Keith Martin, uh, I was able to kind of move up through the different routes and uh, spent about 14 years there then directly responsible for the rodeo uh, towards the end of my career. So that's kind of how I got to this point anyway. The the live side of the show stuff, right? Is that something that you've just kind of picked up as we've, we've went along here? I mean, because just like anybody that works on, in live production, it sounds like that that happened a little bit for you. Well, it, it did. And I've been very, very fortunate because I had just some uh, outstanding mentors, um, especially on the rodeo side of things. Um, you know, Keith always had a big vision, uh, always looking down the road. Um uh, Guy Elliott, who is our rodeo arena director, and Guy is a, a, a staple in the rodeo industry, uh, took me under his wing. Uh, Gary Williams with Tucson Rodeo, uh, very dear friend, took me under his wing, wing as well. So I've had the opportunity to learn from some really good folks. And uh, just through getting involved with the Association of Rodeo Committees, as well as the PRCA and the North American Livestock Show and Rodeo Managers Associations, um, you make those connections out there, and uh, you know I've always learned that uh, that you, uh, you 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 keep more and you learn more and you get further if you keep your ears open and your mouth closed a little bit more. And so uh, I've learned a lot and listened a lot, and and I got to be part of some really uh, creative stuff for a, a a regular season rodeo in San Antonio with, uh, when we came up with. Uh, we were the first rodeo to really branch out and bring in multiple stock contractors in the format that we did first million dollar rodeo uh, in PRCA and some things like that. We were really able to, you know, to, to, to be creative with it. So with that, that 20 years that you spent there and uh, you had had some mentors, as you made mention, but you also had an opportunity to work with the legendary Hadley Barrett, the great late Hadley Barrett. How was that for that time? I mean, you had to pick up quite a few things working with him. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we had a great set of contract personnel, and, uh, you know, I probably learned as much from them as anyone, but Hadley was, uh, Hadley was a unique, special individual. Um, to watch these announcers and be a part of these announcers, and Hadley could take his microphone and pull it off to the side and tell you a joke and laugh and pull his microphone right back just as straight-faced and not miss a beat in the action. And, um, but Hadley was really good uh, – Really, really good to me. The, the same as, as Randy Corley and Benji Bendeley and Scott Walton, a lot of those that we worked with on the production side, but um, just really good in terms of heads up, look here, um, anticipating things. Uh, we never made a change in our rodeo that we did not first call and discuss it with Hadley. And that was just the amount of respect that we had uh, for Hadley. Um, you know, we have such a just a fun, uh, genuine person, and, and uh, he's definitely missed. But, again, another one of those big mentors for me, especially in the world of rodeo. Absolutely. What an impact he has had on so many folks in the rodeo industry, including yours, GA. Perfect time for us to take a break. Let's come back and find out what the American Royal is all about.
My favorite NFR memory is I'm going to do a split because it's um, the very first camp I ran there. I wanted to go around, I think, in 85, and that's kind of uh, set you off. And then the last time I ran one in, in 06 is the last time I wrote. I won the all-around at the NFR, and I think that last camp was very important for me to win that. So I have to say that's two of them, one, two. Next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Junior World Finals presented by Yeti. From December 3rd through 12th at the Wrangler Rodeo Arena inside the Countdown Coliseum at the famous Fort Worth Stockyards, more than 750 youth contestants will compete for titles in nine events. Bull riding, team roping, tie-down roping, steer wrestling, barrel racing, breakaway, pole bending, mini saddle bronc riding, and mini bareback riding. Competition start at 7.30 a.m. daily and admission is just 10 bucks. Visit NFRExperience.com for details. Looking to rope in some news and features you can't find anywhere else? Then look no further than the series of blogs and vlogs at nfrexperience.com. You'll find customized content from experts in all things rodeo and Las Vegas. There's the NFR Insider and Stock Blog with Susan Canode, Hurley's Hotspot and Heart of the NFR with Brian Herbert, The Road to the NFR with Mr. Dale Brisby, NFR Experience with Patrick Everson, and the Junior World Finals with Jack Nallen. There's something for all rodeo fans. Check it out at the newly redesigned NFRExperience.com. This is the NFR. This is Vegas. Hi, I'm Caleb Bennett, and this is NFR Extra. We're back with President and CEO of the American Royal, Glenn Allen Phillips. The San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo has grown to one of the largest, most prestigious single events in the city of San Antonio, with approximately 1.5 million visitors entering the fairgrounds each year. The success of the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo is attributed to over 6,000 volunteers who give countless hours to the organization. With community, donor, and volunteer support, the organization has committed more than $223 million dollars to the youth of Texas through scholarships, grants, endowments, junior livestock auctions, Western art, calf scramble program, and show premiums. Let's switch gears just a little bit and talking about another essential part of probably what you've been involved with, but the American Royal Association. From what we've understood, this is a big deal in the Midwest, and it's not on social media, like other things in the Western lifestyle pop culture. Can you expand on what the American Royal is and why it's essential to the livestock industry? Sure. Uh, the American Royal, uh, so I'm president CEO of the American Royal Association in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, the American Royal began in 1899. And our origins were the National Hereford Show. And uh, after a few years as that, then we started adding some other breeds. Uh, of course, you know, the stockyards in Kansas City was a hub for cat, for the cattle industry back through all those years. Well over 100,000 head of cattle a day coming into the, into the stockyards area. So our origins go back to the livestock show, promoting agriculture and, and, and primarily beef cattle. Um, through the years, you know, we've added in other species into our livestock show. We added in uh, horse shows. Uh, we've added in our professional rodeo, youth rodeo. And today, our biggest event actually is our World Series uh, Championship of Barbecue. And uh, we are the world's largest barbecue competition. 
um, that is out there. And so that's pretty unique. But our mission is we're a nonprofit and we're here to promote agriculture. And uh, we are doing some new things with that virtually this year with our virtual field trips, um, which is pretty exciting. And uh, we're just looking to continue to expand and grow our, uh, our educational platform, really focusing on the agricultural world and the, and the kind of the Western way of life uh, through all of that. But we are, uh, we are a longstanding tradition in Kansas City and uh, just looking to grow and get better and, and uh, continue to prosper. Doing the research, and I think it was to, to, to uh, Triple B's question, it was just, this thing doesn't show up on the radar. You know, I mean, it really doesn't. Like when, when there's a lot of, when people talk about San Antonio, you hear about that, you hear about Houston, Calgary, whatever. But this falls on the bucket list for the rodeo side. What drew you into that situation? Because and I, clearly you got some great mentors. and We well, you know our, our, our rodeo years ago was one of the premier rodeos. And uh, due to some facility issues, it was moved out of uh, the large arena into a smaller arena. So we're currently a smaller arena. Uh, but we're also in the fundraising stage to uh, uh, build new facilities uh, in Kansas City, Kansas. So uh, we're, we're still growing and prospering. But a lot of it had to do with the uh, just the livestock show world. Uh, again, the connections through the uh, North American Livestock Show and Rodeo Managers Association. What's kind of funny about this was years ago, um, they were looking for a new CEO. And Hadley Barrett, actually, uh said, you know, GA, you need to look into this. Well, at that time, my kids were younger. Um, I didn't think I'd ever leave Texas. And uh, timing just wasn't right. And uh, I received a call about the opening this time. And, you know, my, I have two kids in college and one in high school. And, uh, you know, just the timing was right and the opportunity was right, especially with, uh, with the goal to build the new facilities and to uh, really continue to grow and prosper. We're about – a 14-week season currently uh, of the year, and our new facility will be year-round uh, activities. And so uh, it's it's a really special place to be a part of. It really is. That's cool. Have you ever been a judge for the barbecue contest? <laughs> no. Nope. I have not been Man. a judge for the barbecue contest. So we do conduct training classes because you have to be a certified judge, and we conduct those. And uh, open invitation, come down, become certified, and uh, we'll have you judge. Um, I'd, I'd kill myself. Yeah. I'd, I'd panic and eat like just, I wouldn't know how to stop. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, GA, we get around uh vaccine and all this craziness. You can count me in. I'm not going to speak for Steve, but I think he's in as well. <laughs> Give me a call. Give me a call. We can, we can make that happen. <laughs> I've got the meat sweats just talking. About it. <laughs> we gotta slow down. Talking about all the craziness that's gone on this year, one of the things we like to highlight is what were, where were you, what was going on when the pandemic hit, the COVID-19? Wow. Um, so while I'm in Kansas City, I, I go back and forth because my uh, uh, family's still in Texas. And so uh, uh, my kids rodeo and show livestock as well. And we were at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo showing sheep that day, market lamb. And, uh, you know, the rumors started going around that, hey, they're going to close it down, they're going to close it down. And being, uh, being in the industry, everyone, uh, the other exhibitors and parents are coming up to me, and I'm thinking, there's no way they'll close Houston down. Well, was I wrong? So we were there in the middle of uh, showing livestock whenever uh, they closed their gates at 4 o'clock that day. 
And uh, luckily, since we were already showing, we got to finish. But uh, that just started uh, a ball rolling that still hasn't stopped to this day. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm still in some disbelief over it. Uh, Even though we've all been through it, the American Royal, we had to cancel a couple of events. We've had a bunch of our events, but I'm still in disbelief in a way. Not just the new, there's few people that we've interviewed that were at Houston at the time when all this, I mean, obviously it's a gigantic rodeo, so it makes sense. Sure. I, I want to go back to your American uh, Royal though. So we had Chris on uh, from Houston over the summer mm-hmm. and I'm putting a connection here together. Did you all work together a little bit, talk about virtual and creating these kind of uh, opportunities because he had some su- su- success with Houston and it sounds like you guys did too at the American Royal. Is that well, Somewhat we, right. we really didn't talk about that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume we're talking about Chris Bowman. Yep. Yes. Um, yes, sir. And uh, uh, Chris and I go way, way back, way before either one of us was working in this industry. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, through Zoom calls and some associational things, we all talked um, kind of high level about how do you keep your name out there and especially the educational impact. But as far as our specifics, um, our field trip that we've always hosted in Kansas City is pretty cool. And uh, we have a sponsor that uh, sponsors uh, – we end up with about, uh, oh, a little over 5,000 uh, third graders that come to our youth rodeo. And so our youth rodeo is a full-blown production. Four days, the smoke, the sound, the trick riders, I mean, and everything – so we have our youth contestants competing in front of third graders that are from the urban, urban area. But before the rodeo starts, they go through what we've always called our school tours or our field trips. So we have different agricultural stations set up, uh, whether it's a Kansas corn growers or, uh, you know, whether it's a veterinarian station, but it's all about agriculture. So these third graders who aren't exposed to any form of agriculture, they get to come and go through that. And then they get to go and uh, to to the youth rodeo, mm. and uh, but with COVID we couldn't do that this year, and so we branched out and we we went virtual with our field trips. Uh, we've expanded. Uh, we now have uh, we're reaching well over six thousand students. Um, uh, the number of states uh, I think we're in like eighteen states plus Italy of all places nice. has picked us up virtually, and. Uh, you can go to our uh, website, uh, AmericanRoyal.com, and anybody can can opt into it. It's free. There's no cost to it. And once a month, we roll out a new agricultural topic, and uh, we've developed some. It's based on the kind of that third grade level, but we have some uh, curriculum that goes along with it. We've tried to make it entertaining because, you know, the one thing that I've learned about education is that if it's not entertaining, then no one wants to be educated. So you have to have fun with it as you go along. Education sure does create confidence. Let's stop right there. GA, let's talk about uh, your job interview on Zoom for the general manager position of the Super Bowl of Rodeo. And as we know, that was just the beginning of your adventures with the Wrangler and Afar. We'll do that when we return. This is Brylin Bentley from NFR Extra. We talk to cowboys, legends, and country stars and delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to the gold in Vegas. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. 
Bob Tallman was born Robert Matthew Tallman on October 25, 1947 in Oravada, Nevada. His parents immigrated from Switzerland. The Tallmans moved to Winnemucca when Bob was 10. He tried football in high school, had a natural talent for golf, but he loved rodeo more and he could rope. Tallman attended California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo, where he met his future wife, Kristen. He was there to rope, but he cared more about spending time with his friends. He attended a rodeo in Fallon, Nevada in 1969, where he roped calves. He told the stock contractor that the announcer was pitiful. The contractor told him to do it when he was done roping. Tallman did and was paid $100 a performance. That started a rodeo announcing career that has now spanned more than 50 years. In a typical year, Tallman's on the road 270 days. He announces small two-day rodeos like Snyder, Texas, and some of the most prestigious rodeos in the world. Previous announcers mostly gave the audience the name of the competitor, hometown, and the name of the animal. But Bob Tallman goes way beyond that. His resonance and style has become synonymous with professional rodeo. He's been voted PRCA Announcer of the Year 11 times. He's been selected to announce the National Finals Rodeo 27 times, including this year in Texas. That is more than any announcer in history. And by the way, his first NFR was in 1975. He's been the voice of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo for more than 40 years. The voice of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo for more than 30 years. His ability to educate people about the spirit of the West has earned him the distinguished honor of being inducted into several Halls of Fame that include the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, the National Cowboy Hall of Fame, the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame, and the Bull Riders Hall of Fame. Each year he hosts major television events. He's worked for Fox Sports, ESPN 1 and 2, ABC's Wide World of Sports, Country Music Television, and RFD-TV. He's also been in several movies. Recently, his more than 50-year career was featured on NBC Nightly News. He's appeared on ABC's Primetime and is a past recipient of the CBC's Sports Broadcaster of the Year Award. It is ranching, however, that captures his heart as he manages hundreds of acres that makes up the 3T Ranch in Poolville, Texas, where he lives with Kristen, his wife now for more than 50 years. There he raises a herd of Angus cows and calves on organically fertilized grass and some of the purest water streaming from the Ogallala Aquifer. He is a visionary, a game changer, and an industry treasure. He is Bob Tallman. a look at our schedule during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo starting December the 3rd at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Now, if you're planning on joining us on the road to Texas for the Wrangler NFR 2020, these could be changed just a little tiny bit, all right? I'm just going to tell you this is all in the works. But with the way it's going to work right now, outside the barrel, 2 o'clock every afternoon, that's Eastern Time, the National Finals Rodeo tailgate party at 3, Western Sports Roundup, 6 Eastern, just like we do every day, and then the NFR pre-show, the NFR opening ceremony, 7.45 Eastern, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. I really want you to think about the post-game show at Texas Live after we get done and the NFR buckle presentation. That will be at Texas Live, and that's right next to Globe Life Field. If you've never been to the area around Globe Life Field, Texas Live is spectacular. Um, it is loaded with big screen televisions and places to eat, places to have a beverage, places to sit down and relax. It's going to be very important to everything we do during the Wrangler NFR. Howdy, I'm Bob Tolman, and this is the NFR Extra. Wrangler.
Wrangler NFR General Manager, Glenn Allen Phillips, is here on NFR Extra. The American Royal reaches over 104,000 people each year, including over 18,000 students through programs and outreach, provides over 100 scholarships for academic excellence and achievements, and hosts more than 2,900 contestants in nationally recognized competitive events. Collectively, the American Royal oversees $400,000 in scholarship funds and contributes over $1 million annually to agriculture education, scholarships, and competitive learning. When you turn on the TV or read the headlines, there's always just there's just clickbait, bad negative information, which clearly it's there, right? Right. But see, hearing you talk like that, even Chris and Metters, um, Patrick Gosh, like the list goes on about the things of how we've adapted. And there's been new silver linings in this process that, well, as to your point right there, it just, it, it keeps, I uh, just, it's good to hear this kind of stuff. So I just want yeah. to add that in there. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. And we had had discussions about doing something virtually, but because of COVID, we were forced to, you know, jump off and go for it. We did. And it's been extremely successful. Mm. Shut her down. I've got a uh, two kind of a two part question here. Um, so this year was obviously some big news with, uh, you know, the national finals rodeo and you becoming the, the general manager. Talk a little bit about that and how that came to develop and your interest for taking on that role. You know, that, that, that one was very, you know, really very interesting. Uh, Again, I go back to uh, some of my mentors and, and, and not just the mentors, but the, the contacts I've made throughout the rodeo world, uh, be it stock contractors, other committeemen or things like that. And uh, so uh, I actually received a couple of calls from people uh, encouraging me to apply uh, for that position. And uh, uh, of course, you know, you, you research everything the best you can. I made some additional phone calls and thought, why not? Um, I, you know, I, I think I'm qualified for it uh, in most years. I don't know about this year, but most <laughs> years, uh, because you know the the national finals rodeo that is that that is what all rodeo tries to become. And 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 Sean Davis that was in this role, and then Boyd uh, that was in this role. But man, they just built such a product. Um, and we we modeled a lot of the things that we did in San Antonio. It, we were a small arena. The dimensions were very similar. Uh, fast-paced, two-hour show, you know, a lot of those things. And so uh, so I applied for it and uh, interviewed via Zoom, which was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, we'd closed our offices and uh, live uh, live out, out in the country and in, uh, in the hill country uh, of Texas. And so uh, not very good internet. So I went to my brother-in-law's house and had an interview and then the – they called back and, and Pat did and, and offered the position. So, you know, I was just, uh, you know, honored and, and humbled and, and, and scared, uh, all of that together. Um, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that I have such an outstanding board of directors and executive committee with the American Royal and they supported me in this endeavor and, and, uh, you know, uh, a staff there that, uh, I wouldn't trade for anybody. And, uh, that's just allowed me the, the opportunity to, to do this. And, uh, yeah, I'm still a little scared, uh, probably more scared than I've ever been with uh, the changes that's been made recently. Yeah. 
That was yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Envy. You want to? Yeah, I just want because I, you know, being part of the NFR for twenty plus years, I production side, you know, and for uh, GA side and all the other things overseas. But are you like kind of a, a gentleman that just kind of goes through and takes things as they come, and you you just be consistent at your work ethic, and 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 if some, that opportunity comes, you go after it. Or did you did you ever think, hey, you know, when you're over it? running through the halls over San Antonio, like that hey, at some point I want to get a crack at that Wrangler national finals rodeo, or is this just, you just kind of take the waves as they come. I mean, is that something that ever crossed your mind? You know, uh, no, I really never thought about that. Uh, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, there, there were a few things on my kind of bucket list and the American Royal was one of those, um, you know, along with the, with a couple of others. Um, but I think you have to uh, uh, just kind of be flexible and you just kind of keep your nose down and go the best that you can. And uh, um, I've, I've never been one to settle for anything. And so I feel like you just always keep looking for that next step and keep pushing and always want to challenge and moving forward. And, and so that's kind of how it all just, you know, came to be. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, the Lord has timing for us all. And uh, sometimes we don't know when that, Sometimes his timing doesn't fit with what we think our timing is, and uh, but it just worked out this this way, and and it's just such an honor to uh, you know to to get a chance to to do the national finals rodeo. Yeah, well, I man done research on you. I can tell you, the boss man loves you. You like you come at, at, at seriously. Like a lot of people are extremely happy about GA running some things. Has nothing to do with anybody prior to this. Uh, yeah. Just going forward, I, I know just. Everything I've heard, people are extremely happy to have you on the team. Second, second question, MV. Still got the second. My bad, my bad. I'm done. I'm done. That was great. That was very interesting here. And um, you know, you talk about Sean Davis and and Boyd Pulhamus, two gentlemen that for a long time had a lot of history in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mac. One of my favorite quotes is Mike Tyson: "Is everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face." <laughs> you got punched in the face, my my man. Uh, talk about that now with where, you know, now it's not just the rodeo that you know and have taken things and added to San Antonio. Now we're essentially creating a brand new rodeo, brand new state, brand new everything. Yeah, I, I think I got punched in the face with a combination, then an upper hook and, and, and some of the other. It's, uh, wow. I mean, it has, it, it, it has been, it, it's, it's been crazy. Um, it, uh, by far, probably the most challenging thing I've ever you know, uh, been a part of. And, and, and there's so many reasons for that, the timing of it, uh, the whole new location. Uh, you know, we've pretty much had 90 days to plan an event that takes a year's worth of planning. Normally we're in a but venue on the, on the same platform though. I mean, on the same platform in Las Vegas. So, right. Really in Las like Vegas, we, it's, it's a year's worth of planning to get ready. And now we have 90 days and we're in a venue that has never had a rodeo in it before. Unbelievable. Um, so trying to, to determine that and get that worked out. And then, and then there's so many different uh, uh, people that are, are, that are involved in different scenarios this year than where they traditionally are. Um, you know, so, so it's all on the PRCA this year financially. Um, you know, they, the, the state of Texas and uh, Tarrant County has been a good partner and, and a big part of that. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's normally Las Vegas that does that. So, the PRCA has been a lot more involved uh, than what they traditionally do and, and in roles that they've, they've never been in. Um, 
So, you know, that, the things that, that just, just blow your mind that you have to think about though, is, is, you know, uh, how much dirt are we going to have to have in that baseball stadium and how are we going to get the dirt in and out and where are we going to keep the rodeo stock? And then how are we going to get the contestants back and forth? And then boom, you know, COVID, uh, how many people can sit in there and what are the protocols that you have to go through for COVID? And, and then you get key personnel that can't come because of health related matters and, and uh, you're scrambling at the last minute. And so it's, it has definitely been interesting. It's been a challenge. I can, I can say this, that uh, Sean Davis put together a team of people that are really carrying the, the, they're more than carrying their weight on this. And for me, it's been challenging uh, because um, you can't, for my first year, um, it's hard to plan anyway. But then on top of that, there's some of the things that, you know, what's that old saying? You don't know what you don't know. And, and that has been obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But, uh, you know, that's what makes uh, rodeo special. Uh, everybody's willing to jump in, pitch in, and find a way to make it happen. And that's what it really boils down to is, is just how do you make it happen. And, and we've reached out to help from so many people and then just getting inundated with, with emails and phone calls and, and uh, not being able to communicate effectively like, like really wanted to because there's just been so many unknowns and so many moving parts to it. And uh, there's a lot of folks out there, I'm sure, that are frustrated because uh, we haven't been able to get answers on a timely basis back to them. But, you know, the good thing about it, uh, you just uh, look them in the eye and, you know, say, sorry, I wish I could have got this back to you a couple of weeks ago. And they have great attitude and said, we'll make it happen. GA, it is amazing what you and the team have pulled off to this point. Let's pause right there. Cowboy Christmas. The Wrangler NFR's official gift show is coming to the Fort Worth Convention Center December 3rd through 12th. Get more at NFRExperience.com. Cowboy Christmas. We're all in in Texas, and it's all here. NFR Extra follows cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Brylan Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, channel 147 on Sirius XM, every Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, with our re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. My favorite NFR memory has to be two memories. In 1976, came to the last go-round. I was uh, tied pretty much with Randy Majors. And I thought, well, uh, the way we figured it is I had to be over 90 points to win the average, to win the world title. But Randy Majors couldn't win any more than third place. And he couldn't score 90 or above. Uh, you know, for to, for the aggregate. So we rock along and I tell my dad, I said, well, there's two bulls I can be over 90 points on guaranteed. And that's Red One and Generalissimo. And I'll have one of them, so don't worry about it. I got this. And 
Sure enough, they drew after the rodeo and I've got red one. Well, that's the good news. The bad news was Randy Majors drew Oscar, which was the maybe the most famous bull going at the time. And I rode red one, uh, scored 95 points, and Randy Majors rode Oscar, scored 87 points, and won third place. So I won the PRCA championship and the world championship, but capped it off. Red one ride was probably the most pressure, best ride I ever made. Uh, at the same time, the other memory coming the very next year. Same rules, 1977. Well, they didn't know that you could actually finish the 10 go-rounds and be tied. We come down after the 10th go-round, Randy and I are pretty tired, uh, but we're tied. And they, everybody's standing around, the judges and all the officials. And, and I said, well, boys, we're not going to flip for this. I said, there's four re-rides back there. Let's just ride till one of us don't ride. And uh, sure enough, they said, well, that sounds good. And so we had the first ride off in history. And uh, uh, unfortunately for Randy, he bucked off and, and uh, I barely stayed on, but I stayed on and uh, won the world title and the only ride off we've ever had. So those are my two combined best memories of the NFR. <laughs>a few. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into many of them because uh, uh, as we start to work through things, but um, you know, the, the NFR is such a machine and just organized and flows so well. Um, but, you know, how can we enhance the fan experience has been, a, a you know, quite a few thoughts along with that. Um, because I always think that, that uh, we can continue to enhance the fan experience and, and when we think about the world that we're in today, um, you know, these cell phones, everyone has one. How do we start to be able to integrate that maybe and keep things together? And, you know, just uh, that, that integration there as much as anything. And then how do, you, how do we stay fresh um, and, and a, a top of mind? Um, the thing about the NFR is it is built on the top contestants competing on the top stock. And then everything else is how you do that additional fun entertainment fan experience. And so, yeah, we'll have our work uh, cut out for us whenever we go back to uh, Las Vegas, but we're excited about that as well. And uh, that the rodeo will be different this year. Um, it has to be. Uh, we're in such a, a larger arena. Um, there's some other uh, um, commitments that have to, to be taken care of this year, and there's some other people involved, and, and – uh, it's going to be a great rodeo. It's going to be a great experience, but it will be a little bit different. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll 
build on some things that we learned here and, and then be able to tie it back into, you know, that, that experience that people expect at the Thomas and Mac. Speaking for everybody here, I mean, we're super looking forward to next week and watching the NFR go down wherever it's at, even if it was on the moon. Um, <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell That's you, awesome. uh, yeah, Glenn, this is great, well, man. And, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. sorry the cool thing too for the, I mean, for where you're at. So, I mean, my buddy, Andy Seiler, you know, worked with him for a long time and he's going to be working with you at the NFR. And I was like, man, the cool thing is this is history. Like this is, yeah. everybody's going to remember 2020. And you know, I mean, that was the year that it was in Vegas. Like you can't remember who won what in what year in Vegas, but it's like, you'll re- everybody will remember 2020. It was in Texas. And I just hope that it's remembered for being good. <laughs> it'll, be, it, it'll be awesome. You got a good crew. And I think, you know, kind of getting the opportunity to, to visit with you here. It's, it's in yeah. good hands and it's going to be something that people will remember and enjoy. Can well, uh, again, I just, uh, you know, there's such a great team in place and, and uh, so many people committed to, you know, to make the NFR strong and make it continue on what it is because you're involved in agriculture um, and the Western lifestyle, you know, this is kind of the, this is the standard bearer event, you know, that's kind of the limelight for, for all of that world. So mm-hmm. a lot of good people involved in the, in the rodeo industry. We end NFR in a couple of weeks. What goes on with your schedule? Cause you, you're not just NFR. So what happens with American Royal, things like that? How does, what yeah, kind of tell so, us your schedule uh, after that? Uh, it, it's been a challenge because of COVID <laughs> trying to figure out how to do events at the American Royal has been a challenge on its own. But, uh, we just completed most of our season and had a really good year. Uh, we had a great livestock show, quite a few good equine shows. Um, we did have to cancel our pro rodeo. Um, and we had to cancel that because we were going to be limited on seats to a point where we were looking at losing too much money. Mm. And uh, so we had to make a financial decision. Do we cancel the rodeo this year and continue to have rodeo in the future? And that's what we decided on. Um, but uh, when we finish, I'll go back to Kansas City for a few days before Christmas and then uh, we're already in planning stages for 2021 at the American Royal, and uh, we'll be rolling out our dates pretty soon and uh, just getting ready for that and, and with a, with quite a bit of focus on it. Thank you for coming on the show, sir, because this has been great. I will, I want to say this, man. Enjoy your Christmas because you have absolutely <laughs> earned it. <laughs> I will definitely enjoy it, I promise. <laughs> Thank you all. We want to thank Glenn Allen Phillips for hanging out with us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've been hearing on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year.